Hi everyone, Denise Drummond-Dunn speaking from C3 Centricity. Welcome back to the C3 Centricity podcast. This week, it's entitled Forgotten Facts and Fantasies of Customer Delight. If you follow me on social media, you'll know that I've just returned from a three-week visit to Peru. I had the privilege of being the keynote speaker at IIEX LATAM. That's the Insight Innovation Exchange for Latin America. And if you haven't experienced them, I would highly recommend the IIEX conferences that are held across the globe. Anyway, I was in Lima and decided to take time off to visit Peru after the conference. How glad I was that I took that decision because I discovered that Peruvians are experts in customer delight. Peru is an understated yet remarkable country that deserves a more amazing reputation than I believe it has today. Whilst its image is dominated by Machu Picchu, this wonderful land has so much more to offer visitors. From the sprawling cities of Lima and Arequipa to the rugged desolation of the high-altitude desert plains and the humid cloud forests, I quickly fell in love with the country and its people. Of course, my mind is never far from work and I realised that I was so enamoured by this country because its people have customer centricity down to a fine art. They're happiest when they're delighting their visitors. Let me share a few of the surprising experiences I had on my trip and I'm not referring to the amazing landscapes, which I hope will inspire you and your own customer centricity. You're welcome. Nowhere is this truer than in Peru. The North Americans may be quicker to wish you a good day or to ask how your trip was, but they don't really expect nor hear your answer. It's the opposite in Peru. They go out of their way to ensure you are happy, even when you can't speak their language. A warm welcome is something you show your customers, consumers and clients. It's not a simple phrase repeated without depth or substance. It is caring about how you can deliver customer delight. So how do you show your customers that they are truly welcome? If you have a digital presence and have an opt-in form, then this is by sending back a welcome email immediately introducing yourself and thanking your customer for signing up. You'd be amazed in this day of simplified automation that not all websites have this welcome programmed within their sales funnel. According to research conducted last year by Microsoft, human beings have an eight-second attention span these days. And yes, as you've heard, that's shorter than a goldfish. But more than 70% of consumers expect a welcome mail when they subscribe to your offer, according to Blue Hornet. So why disappoint a third of your customers before you've even started building your relationship with them? Another reason to respond rapidly is that real-time welcome emails see more than a 10 times increase in transaction rates and revenue per email over batched welcome emails according to Experian. 
Another way of welcoming your customer's business is by providing additional service. We all know how Amazon remain the first and best at this with their recommendation engine. But there are many other organisations working with recommender systems, including Netflix, social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn, and even the retail giant IKEA. Do you have something similar to offer your customers? Whether it's an additional free offer or a paid product or service, your customers are connected, so make use of their engagement to provide even greater value. And speaking of value, we value your business. The evidence of just how much Peruvians appreciate the visitors again comes down to the warmth of their welcome. But they go even further. I felt that I was treated with real respect. Nothing was ever too much trouble and apologies abounded for even the slightest mishap. The hotel front desk couldn't immediately answer my question. Profuse apologies, not a canned, sorry to have kept you waiting. The restaurant waiter had to make me wait 30 seconds to provide something. Again, profuse apologies and perhaps even a small extra, such as a drink or special treat. On my first day in Peru, I spent the morning getting a local SIM card and changing some money. Now I agree that back home these two tasks would have taken me about 30 minutes but I wouldn't have enjoyed them nearly as much. They would have been chores to accomplish as quickly as possible. I would have tolerated the queues and been irritated by the time lost waiting to be served. Not in Peru. In the bank, I was treated to a comfortable sofa, coffee and a TV channel to watch as my name moved quickly up the waiting list on the large central screen. In the phone company's retail outlet, I was shown to the front of the line as a valued new customer. And then, of course, I got the traditional apology for being kept waiting. None of the tiring stand-up queues we find in most cities today. So how do you show your customers that you really value their business? I hope not merely by saying that you do. If so, re-listen to the previous points that I've just talked about. Don't you get irritated when calling a company to hear those automated your call is important to us messages before being put on hold for 10, 20, 30 or even more minutes? So why would you think that your customers accept such lies? You're certainly not proving that they are important to you. Find ways to make their wait more comfortable, if not enjoyable. I suggest you read... Changing Perception, Simple Ways to Improve Your Customer's Waiting Experience on business.com. There's some great ideas in there from Sarah Pike. We want you to be delighted. There is still a lot of talk about customer delight and satisfaction, but there really is a huge difference. Satisfaction is meeting the minimum standard of service. Delight happens when people are both satisfied and surprised by the level of service or quality you provide. If you can't provide an alternative solution, such as an automatic callback, chat or email response, then at least give the caller an idea of how much time they need to wait. 
it would be even more useful if you could suggest a better time for them to call back when lines would be less busy if they prefer, rather than making them merely wait. Treat your customers as you would like to be treated is not a hollow rule for businesses to think about customer service and delight. In Peru, after every interaction with someone, I was always asked if there was anything else I needed. Again, not the automatic response upon the completion of a job, but a real desire to provide more than just satisfactory service. So what are you offering your customers? The lowest acceptable service level at the highest price possible? Do you even know what would delight your customers? When did you last check how their demands have changed? We're all excited by novelty, but it makes customer delight difficult to maintain if we don't have our finger on the pulse of the market. As one of the young digital marketers that I follow says, you can never go wrong by offering true value. And I'm speaking about Neil Patel, of course. So don't target anything less than surprise and delight. Satisfaction is no longer enough. And if you want to read more about this, then I suggest you have a look at our recent blog post called The New Challenge of Marketing. Customer satisfaction is not enough. Enjoy the ride, not just the destination. I'm sitting on the Andean Explorer as I write the first draft of this post. It is part of what used to be known as the Orient Express Group, which recently changed its name to the Belmont Group because it offers more than just train services today. I mention this group because they have customer delight in their blood. You could say it's old-fashioned in today's world, and I unfortunately would agree. According to Wikipedia, slow lifestyles first emerged in the slow food movement of Italy in the 80s and 90s, which was a reaction to fast food and emphasised more traditional food production processes. Too often today we race from one action or experience to another. Think about all the photos you take, which mean you never really see the places you visit until you get home and review the slides. What a waste. During my trip in Peru, I experienced just such a regret myself after a flight over the Nazca lines. I have a few blurry images taken through the scratched windows of the small plane on which I flew. A fellow traveller told me that his pilot told him not to take any photos, but just to admire the view. I so wish I'd done that. What I had expected to be the highlight of my whole trip turned out to be just an uncomfortable scramble to see all the figures as the plane banked steeply, first in one direction and then in the other. The photos on internet are far better than any I could have taken. This train ride is another example of luxuriating in a slow experience. You could take the luxury coach service from Puno to Cusco and arrive four hours earlier. But you would miss the experience that I'm having at this moment. I actually don't want the ride to end. Do your customers feel the same about your product or service? We want you to feel comfortable. One of the many surprises in Peru was their transport system.
They rely primarily on coach services between the major cities, but they're unlike anything I've seen anywhere else in the world. The value for money is outstanding. Your luggage is taken from you when you arrive at the terminal, similar to an airport check-in. No hauling your bags on and off the train or coach. Meal service is a three-star affair, not the snacks that most airlines offer today. Cosy blankets and fluffy pillows are provided, together with headphones and a personal entertainment system. And the seats? Oh, the seats! They would put every airline business class to shame. They recline to a comfortable sleeping position with plenty of space for personal belongings around you. So how do you make your own customers feel more comfortable? Today's customers will pay for experience, not for commodities. So which are you providing? With the similarities of products and services today, customers remember how you make them feel far more than the price they paid. This is why we happily pay $5 for a cup of coffee at Starbucks or 5 to 10 times the economy price just to fly in business or first. Improve your customers' experience and they will happily pay more. According to Oracle, 86% of customers will pay more for a better customer experience. But 82% of customers have left a company because of a bad customer service experience. These are huge numbers not to be ignored. We know we can do better. Almost every tour I went on, every guide I had to show me around and every hotel or restaurant that I visited asked me to complete a short survey if I could spare the time. And when I say short, I mean short. They rarely, if ever, went over one page. Just a few essential questions and a request to comment on what they could have done better to make my visit even more enjoyable. So how many of your customer service questionnaires ask only the essential, actionable questions? Even if you collect answers, do you make regular use of their analysis to improve your customer's experience? Every business could benefit from following what their customers think of them. And I don't mean simply by tracking your NPS or Net Promoter Score. Apart from its now question validity, are you even sure that this metric is relevant for your industry? If you've never compared your results to your sales trend, then I recommend you do so. You're likely in for a big shock. Of course, not everything is perfect in Peru. There's a lot of rubbish along the side of the roads in the countryside, which is a real pity. But there are also a lot of recycling bins absolutely everywhere. They're trying hard to educate the locals that the country depends on tourism and as such they must value and protect their own country just as much as the visitors do. My trip in Peru was truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Hopefully the ideas from these experiences have inspired you to make some changes in how you treat your own customers, whatever industry you're in. I'd love to hear about any aha moments you had 
while reading or listening to this post. If you have further thoughts on how we could all increase customer delight in our businesses, then please do share them with the thousands of readers on our blog post. Thanks a lot. So, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, why not sign up on iTunes and get them sent to you directly whenever we have a new one published. And don't forget to review and rate us there. It really helps us to deliver the best quality podcast to you. Until next time, bye.